an email at davidspoonmedia at gmail.com. And bam, you've got your own commercial whammy. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Want to reach the show, davidspoonmedia at gmail.com, website davidspoonmedia.com. This is my favorite thing to do in the whole world. In all of the world, in all of its existence, and all the things that I get to do, when I engage with the Word of God and then I get to share it and I get to relive what I did with the Lord in private, it's just like, that's my gold. Where I live for that's that's it, you know. If I could just do nothing but that, uh, I would never get old, never gets tiring. At least not for me. And when I'm feeling down or blue, it's just the one thing that shoots me straight up. It's like, oh, it's the Lord stuff. Like, yes. This section, I think, is. I know it's crazy to say stuff like this, and I always have these dramatic flares because, let's face it, I'm a Jewish Christian. Who does? Who 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 wouldn't have that? But this text is the, my absolute favorite Easter resurrection affirmation of the faith text ever. How's that? I mean, that's that good? I mean, I cannot stress. And it's two sentences. And I remember the first time I came across this. And every time I read it, I just, I just get so excited. It's so powerful. I want to go back to where Mary... Uh, thought that Jesus was the gardener. And we, you know, as we, you know, we talked about Mary kind of stooping in. This is Mary Magdalene. She wanted to get a little more info. She believed in Jesus. She wanted to see it a little clearer. And maybe there was a little bit more to it. And there was. And she found that out. And then we talked about the angels saying to her, and even Jesus said to her, hey, why are you crying? And she was crying. It was uh, legitimate that she was crying, but she, it just wasn't right. In other words, it's, it's not wrong to have emotions, but sometimes they're so overwhelming. And the situation looks one way, and it's not. So she thought they stole the body. They didn't. That's all I'm trying to say. So it's like, yeah, okay, you didn't. It wasn't as dramatic. And then she was going to find out how fantastic everything was. And then towards the end, she's given a message to to tell the disciples, hey, I'm going to be ascending. And, man, it's going to rock and roll. So don't, don't cling to me here. We got a lot of stuff going on. But before that happened, there was this one, two, one verse, two-sentence exchange that is the most important exchange of your Christian walk. Want to know what that is? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi. It doesn't care. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice, and they hear me. And you were going along in your journey, 
Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. Said some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it was kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. Your eternal life functions in ways you and I cannot even fathom. Chosen before the foundation of the earth? Eh, I don't know. I mean, how do you do it? I don't, I, I don't understand because I'm a finite person. I believe it. I just don't understand it in its fullness. I have to make the choice, but God chooses me. Should be held in a perfect tension. It's not only God chooses. You have to say yes. You have to respond. But I want to say yes, and it's built into me. So he built it into me, but I still have to respond. It's, it's that partnership part. You know, the word of God is written in a partnership. It was the Lord using his people to communicate his message to his creation. And when Jesus said to Mary, Mary, and she got it and said, Master, that was it. Changed her the rest of her life. And there's some of you out there. And you, you know he's done this. You know he's called your name. And you even responded, yes, yes, Master, yes, Lord, yes, Savior, yes, Messiah. But you've kind of, you know, turned a little the wrong direction. He's still calling your name, even now. Even right now, in this moment, at this time. He's still calling you. He still wants to fellowship with you. There's a wonderful passage in Revelation where, where Jesus in chapter 3 talks about him and the Father fellowshipping with you. Open up the door of your heart. And what they use, they use this as a text for people to get saved. And I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. But, you know, the text was written to the church, to the people of God. And you might be one of those people of God, long lost. Maybe you got burned in a church. I was burned in a church. It turned out to be a Christian-styled cult. I mean, how bad is that? It's kind of a Jim Jones thing. Like, that's terrible. Right, it is terrible. But that is not representative of who God is. 
And maybe you got hurt in a church. Maybe somebody hurt you. And I'm sorry for that. And I, I, I kind of wish that it never happened to anybody. But I also kind of wish that Adam never sinned in the first place. So we wouldn't be going through a lot of this mess. But you know what? It's not a good enough excuse to separate from the kingdom of God. And he's still knocking on the door of your heart saying, come, come back. Come here. And you got to, you can't say no. He loves you so much and you know it. Just ask him to help you. I mean, you're not talking about making this complex. Just right now, just say, Lord, I love you, but I don't get it. And I'm hurt. And please help me. That is all you got to pray. You make the long, elaborate prayer. For those of you that have never made that decision, even now, Jesus calling your name, Bob. Frank, Mary, Betty, Sylvia, God calling your name right now. And you can ignore him or you can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, my King. He's calling your name. Do not ignore him. He's calling you to a relationship that you've maybe you've never had or a relationship that you've had and you've walked away from some. He's still there waiting for you to come back. Come back. Don't get bitter or don't let the bitter hurt you in such a way as to miss the grace of God. He's got mercy and grace for you. It's right there. No, everything won't be perfect. No, you won't have every single answer you've ever wondered. You'll never, you're not going to have all that answered in, this, in a moment. But you will have restored or established the most important relationship of your existence. A relationship with God through Jesus Christ and his redeeming work that's strengthened by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing more important than that. You can tell me all the excuses you want. And I've heard a lot of them. But the most, the most blockage comes from the fear. Well, he might change my life. He might disrupt things. It might not be so simple. Yeah, and you might reject him and go to hell. That's not a good solution either, is it? If you've never said yes to Jesus, you just, you just, all you have to do, I, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life. I give you my heart. I believe you rose from the